Amen, Cathedral. It's great to see everybody. God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here, whether you're in the building, outside the building, all those watching online. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready? Are you ready to be a man on fire, a woman on fire? Well, all this month, we're taking a look at a, a man in the Bible by the name of Elijah. And fire seems to follow him around wherever he goes. Fire falls from heaven. Fire takes him to heaven. He's around fire. He's on fire. He's on fire for God. And my prayer is, as we begin this new year, 2024, that as we lean in to the fire that we find in him, that that would light a fire in our hearts. Maybe as we start this new year, you would say, wow, Ken, I don't know, the fire's just gone out. And all I have are ashes and embers. Well, if, we bring, if you bring where you're at to God, God can take those ashes and turn them into beauty. God can take those embers and create a flame and turn that flame into a blaze where you can be a woman on fire, a man on fire. Are you ready to light it up? Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm ready. Say that with me. I'm ready. ready. Now, last week, as my brother mentioned, we looked at how prayer has the power to change the climate. And today, the big idea for the message has to do with cheese. Does anybody like cheese? I love cheese. I love all kinds of cheese. I love pepper jack. I love blue cheese. I love Gouda cheese. In fact, right here, I have a habanero and jalapeno cheddar. Woo! I know what I'm having for lunch when I'm watching the game. I have never met a cheese I didn't like. In fact, I can identify with this mouse right up here. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? Oh, boy. I'm dating myself. Well, a few years ago, there was a book that came out. It was a best-selling book. It was used a lot by companies. It was called Who Moved My Cheese? And in the story, well, there's two little mice and two little humans. And every day they're in this maze and they go to this one particular place and that's where their cheese is at. They go get their cheese, enjoy their cheese, and then one day they go to that same place and somebody's moved their cheese. And this story is a parable about how people navigate change. When your cheese gets moved, How do you navigate change? Well, you can stress about it. You can be afraid about it. You can mope about it. You can sulk about it. You can get mad about it or get upset about it, like this guy up here. How do you navigate change in your life? Because change is going to come. My dad used to say, 
you know, to resist change is to resist life. Because at some point in life, things are going to change. Your cheese is going to get moved. Now, there are great lessons in the book about letting go of the past, about being open to the new. But the big takeaway, you can sum it up this way. When the cheese gets moved, move with the cheese. Would you say that with me? When the cheese gets moved, move with the cheese. And that's what happens in the story of Elijah. Elijah's cheese gets moved and he moves with the cheese. Would you stand with me, please, as we read our memory verse for the week? Our memory verse is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And it reads this way. Everybody, I invite you to join with me. Let's fill this place with the word of God. Everyone, my God will supply your every need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Can we say it again? My God will supply your every need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that today? Your every need. My God will supply your every need. Will you own that promise today? Father, thank you so much for this wonderful group of folks here at Cathedral of Faith, for the Cathedral family, guests and friends that are with us today. I pray that over these next few moments, you would do what only you could do, that you would take your word and apply it to each of our hearts, you know, right where we're at, you know, what we need to hear, and that we could, our lives will be different this week because we've met you in this moment. That's our heart, that's our desire. God, start with me. We pray this in Jesus' name for Jesus' glory, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Can we give God praise one more time, amen? Hallelujah. When your cheese gets moved, move with the cheese. Tell somebody before you're seated, move with the cheese. Go ahead and do that. The big idea for the weekend. When your cheese gets moved, you move with the cheese. Let's look, first of all, where Elijah's cheese is at, that it's beside the brook. Elijah shows up, and he tells the king about a drought that's coming. The king and the queen were very wicked and they had led the people away from the worship of the true God to the worship of false gods. And because of the wickedness of Ahab and Jezebel, a drought was going to hit the land for three and a half years. And so when Elijah delivers this message that a drought is coming, you can imagine when the drought comes, Elijah is going to be a wanted man. And so God sets him up with a hiding place of where he'll provide for him. And the hiding place 
is it a brook? We read in 1 Kings chapter 17, go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. That this is how God was going to provide for him. That the brook would provide him with water and the birds would provide him with food. The birds wouldn't be the food. The birds would provide him with food. And we run into the first big surprise of the story. And that is that God is going to use a raven to bring the provision. Because that's the last bird you would expect God to use. Ravens were on the unclean list. Ravens were on the detestable list. If God was going to use a bird, he would use a dove. He would never use a raven. But that's why you never put God in a box. God is always faithful, but God is not predictable. (laughs) And God is going to use a raven to bring provision to Elijah. In fact, Jesus even spoke about ravens this way. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, think about the ravens. They don't plant or gather crops. They don't have any barns at all. But God feeds them, and you are worth much more than the birds. Jesus uses a raven as an analogy that if God takes care of them, God will for sure take care of us. Can somebody say amen to that? So there's the cheese by the brook that every day God sends provision. We read this in 1 Kings 17 that the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now, to have meat for a meal in that day was a special treat. But God is so gracious. He gives him meat to eat, not just one time a day, two times a day, he leads with protein. And all the meat eaters in the audience said, amen to that. Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) So there is God providing for him every day, twice a day, teaching him to live one day at a time. Pastor Rick Warren says that God wants you to trust him one day at a time. You remember the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? He did not say to pray, give us this year our yearly bread, or give us this month our monthly bread, or even give us this week our weekly bread. Instead, give us today our what? Daily bread. That there's a connection with God that we have in that day, and we depend on him for that day, and God gives us what we need for that day, the strength that we need, and the grace that we need, and the wisdom that we need, and the bread that we need for that day, learning to live one day at a time. 
If you're going through a difficult season, do you know how you get through a difficult season? You get through one day at a time. If you're trying to overcome an unhealthy habit, do you know how you overcome that unhealthy habit? You overcome one day at a time. If you're trying to, uh, to wrestle and, and get on top of your anxiety, you know how you get on top of your anxiety? You get on top of your anxiety one day at a time. There was a, another excellent little book that was written called uh, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And one of the chapters in the book is called Living in Day uh, tight compartments that in certain ships they have what are called uh, watertight compartments that if you close this door and close that door it keeps the water from rushing in and in the book Dale Carnegie talks about living in daytight compartments that you keep the past and you keep the future from flooding that compartment and creating anxiety in your life. Instead, you're fully present in the present. That you stay where your feet are. And you focus on this day. And you enjoy the blessing of God this day. And you manage the challenges of this day. Jesus put it this way. He said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. One day at a time. Say that with me. One day at a time. So here is Elijah by the brook. That's where his cheese is at. Learning to trust God one day at a time. And then the cheese gets moved. And the brook dries up. The brook dries up. The Bible says, after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Think about it. The brook dries up as an answer to his prayer. Elijah is the one who prayed for a drought. And when the drought hits and that river becomes a stream and then the stream becomes a trickle and the trickle turns to sand, it's not because Elijah did something wrong. It's an answer to Elijah's prayer. Has something like that ever happened to you? That you pray something and it gets answered. I saw this one child who has a cup and a straw and as you can see up here, they could use a little help. Let's, can we watch that? There we go. All right. <laughs> Done with that, right? Maybe you can identify with that child and you could use more patience. Or like this cat up here, you can identify with this cat. I had my patience tested and I'm negative. That as you enter this new year, more in 2024, you say, what I could use more of is patience. And so you prayed. You prayed this morning, God, 
give me patience. Give me patience. I want it now. And you come to church and the pastor speaks longer than normal. And someone cuts you off in the parking lot. And then you go home to watch the game with your buddies and your kids are running amok. And then that night your wife is running late for your dinner reservation. And then you check your email before you go to bed and your boss says the promotion you were gonna get has been delayed for six months. You prayed for patience and your prayer has just been answered. You've been given opportunities to exercise your patience because that's how it grows. So this answer to his prayer is also a test of his faith. Where is his faith? Is his faith in the brook or is his faith in God? See, if his faith was in the brook, when the brook dries up, so will his faith. But if his faith is in God, if he remembers that God is his source, God is my source. Say that with me. God is my source. If we can jump ahead to uh, Tony Evans, he says, God is your source. Everything else is a resource. God is my source. Say that with me. God is my source. I want you to own that today. We read it a moment ago that my God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God is my source. Anytime my cheese gets moved, it's a test of my faith. Where's my source? Say you get laid off from your job. The company tightens its belt and you end up laid off. That's a tough thing to happen. I mean, when the brook dries up, that's a tough place to be. And yet, in that moment, you remember that job is not my source. I'm grateful for my job. I'm thankful for my job. But that job is not my source. God is my source. And my faith and my trust is in God. And God said, he will supply all my needs, all my needs, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. When I remember that God is my source and my cheese gets moved, God can make me resourceful. It was a man by the name of Bernie and he got fired from his job. Now it's bad enough to get laid off. It's even worse when your company just flat out fires you. He worked for a home improvement place called Handy Dan. And there was a power struggle. He ended up getting fired. His cheese got moved from here to here. But instead of staying by the brook where the cheese was and stewing by the brook, what he did was, well, he got in the maze and went to look for the cheese. And he started a company with his buddy. And today that company has 500,000 employees, does over $130 billion a year in business, and has pledged half a billion dollars to help out veterans. Have you heard of the company? Home Depot. How did Home Depot get started? 
because when the cheese got moved, he moved with the cheese. God is my source. And any situation, God can make me resourceful. He can. That brings us to the last point, and that is that the cheese gets moved from the brook to a widow. The cheese gets moved from a brook to the widow. Now, that cheese is going to move, and does it ever get moved? I mean, it's crazy to think about. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 17 again. It says, go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. What? If you're looking for help, do you immediately think, widow? Again, this is another surprise because widows in that day, especially, were usually at the bottom of an economic barrel. And yet you're sending me to another country to go find a widow who's going to meet my need? As I said earlier, God is always faithful, but he's not predictable. And sometimes God does things that are out of your box because someone needs a miracle. I, I was thinking about my, my dad, our founding pastor, and uh, I was thinking about him moving from Kansas City to San Jose. Talk about out of the box. I mean, I'm thankful he moved to San Jose. I was watching the Kansas City Chief game last week. It was seven below zero. And while I was watching that game, I said to my dad in heaven, Dad, thank you for moving to San Jose. I am so glad to be out of Kansas City. Wow. But I was thinking, my dad grew up in the deep south in Cajun country. And then he pastored in the Midwest, a thriving church in the Midwest. And when God gave my dad the nudge to come and start a work here in the Bay Area in San Jose, talk about outside the box. There were those who told him, don't move out of the Midwest. Even back then, they said, California is a graveyard for churches. But my dad sensed that God was moving the cheese. And my dad took that step of faith. And what we ended up with 60 years later is the miracle of Cathedral of Faith. Hallelujah! Next year, we celebrate 60 years, and I was thinking, only God knows the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have been impacted for the kingdom through cathedral. I mean, people that, well, it could be people that, uh, you know, people through our media, people through our food program, people through our charter school, people through our Easter production. Only God knows how many people have been impacted for the kingdom through Cathedral of Faith. God took my dad out of the box because the Bay Area needed the miracle of the Cathedral of Faith. And let me share something with you. 
when God moves you, it may be to a different department in the company. It may to a, be to a different street in our city. It may be to a different school in your district. It may be to a different line at the grocery store. It may be to a different table at the restaurant. The reason God moves you, who knows? It may be that somebody there needs a miracle and God wants to deliver that miracle through you. God wants to deliver that miracle through you. God wanted to deliver that miracle through Elijah and that widow needed a miracle because her and her son were down to their last meal. Literally. She was gonna make that last meal, they were gonna eat it and then they were gonna starve to death. But God saw the miracle she needed. Nobody else may see you, but God sees you. Wherever you're at, God sees you. And God sends Elijah, not only for Elijah's need to be provided for, but because that widow needed a miracle. And Elijah finds the widow, and he says this to her. He says, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. And today, he would have been crucified on social media. This widow has one meal to eat and you're asking her for it? He would have been canceled. You'd never hear Elijah again. <laughs> but Elijah knew. I thought about this. Could I have asked the widow to do that? Elijah knew that it was in her giving that was the key to her receiving. That when you have a need, that's the time to plant a seed. And when she does what Elijah says, the Bible says she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. She found out that you cannot out give God. God provided for her. God provided for her son. God provided for Elijah. And I want that to get in your spirit. You can't out give God. Say that with me. You can't out give God. In fact, I'm going to ask my buddy, Dr. Wayne, to come up here and help me with this. Can you give a big hand to Dr. Wayne? Dr. Wayne's awesome. So imagine the lady goes and she looks in her pot of olive oil and she pours it out. She's only got so much left in that pot and that's it for the day. And then the next day she wakes up and she finds out you cannot outgive God. And she finds there's more oil to pour and then she pours that oil out for the day. And she wakes up the next day and she learns again that you cannot outgive God. And she pours out more oil in that day. And when she wakes up the next day, she says, wait a second, I just can't outgive God. And she pours out more oil in that day. Thank you so much, Dr. Wayne. <laughs> hey. 
You cannot outgive God. Say that with me. You cannot outgive God. Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you. A good amount will be poured into your lap. In Luke chapter 6, it says it will be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The same amount you give will be measured out to you. You simply cannot outgive God. When the cheese gets moved, move with the cheese. God is my source, and you can't outgive God. I invite you to stand with me in just a moment. The worship team's coming out, and we're going to receive communion after they sing. But I invite you to lock in, close your eyes, focus in on God. If right now you're going through a season of change, you'd say, man, I'm in one of those seasons of change and I need God to help me navigate the change to follow him through the maze. See where I'm supposed to land. If you're in that season of change, just lift up your hand real high because I want to pray with you today. Thank you, God. Oh, God, thank you. Father, we come before you today and we thank you. You are our source. And God, you help us to navigate the maze of life. And when change comes, God, I pray for every person that is walking through that season right now, that you would lead, guide, and direct them bring them through the maze. Sometimes it seems so complicated and we really don't know where this maze is going to take us. But God, as we follow you and as we listen to you and as you direct our steps, we know we can trust you to bring us through this season of change and continue to thrive wherever it takes us. And Father, I pray for every need, every need, every need that's here today. God, you are our source. We put our faith and trust in you, our confidence is in you, and that you will, not you may, but you will supply every need that we have according to your glorious riches in Jesus Christ. We own it, we declare it, we believe it, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's give God praise one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Vaughn, lead us. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry. Everything I need, you got. There's honey in the rock. Praying for a miracle. Thirsty for the living well. Only you can satisfy. Yes. Sweetness and the mercy seed. I've tasted. Hard to see, only you can satisfy.
Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. And today we reaffirm our trust in you, that you are our source. Let's eat of the bread of Christ. And as you eat, receive his provision for you. Thank you, Lord. And let's drink of the cup of Christ. And as we drink, drink in the provision he has for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Last service, I don't know if it's true for this service. I felt a nudge last service, but let me share it with you just in case it applies to anyone. God brought you here today that there was someone who's been in a a dating relationship and that person has broken your heart. They've moved on, but you're still stuck at that dry brook. And God brought you here today to tell you the cheese has moved. It's time to move with the cheese. She's moved on. He's moved on. It's time for you to move on. You need to let go of your past so God can bring that future to you. Because God has something bigger and better. I'll tell you what, when one door closes, another door can open up. Amen. God wants you to know that today. Amen. God is my source. Would you say that with me? God is my source. Thanks again for being here today. If you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you at the end of service. And then, um, so excited about this series. Just allow God to continue to fire up your heart. And in fact, let's hope the Niners make it to the Super Bowl. Let me tell you why. Because one of the guys that plays for the Niners, we just found out this week, he used to play for the 49ers and played in the Super Bowl. He's gonna be the guest with us on Super Bowl Sunday. So he's going to come, and we're going to talk about Elijah and talk about his faith. And so I'm excited about that. Amen. Amen. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Live in that promise. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you as you go. Have a great day.